The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can listen to me on the radio weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m., Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m. Give the show a listen. You will like it. Assessing the midterms. Joining us now, political consultant Hank Scheinkoff. Thank you for appearing. I'm very happy to be with you, Dominic. I hope everything's going great. Yes. So the red wave failed to materialize, but congressional Republicans, at least in New York, did well. The top of the ticket, Lee Zeldin in New York, did not win. I predicted Hank Scheinkoff a red wave, and it did not happen. Why? I thought there'd be a red wave across the country, too, Dominic, quite frankly. Why did it not happen that way? You know, we're just lucky. You know, Joe Biden is really the big winner here. We've had the general, this is the smallest the number of seats lost by the party in power to the party out of power in the midterm in 20 years. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. Also credit the wisdom of the American population, the American public, the voting public. It's not about Republicans or Democrats. It's about a system that they worry was out of control. When you saw the idea that democracy was in trouble pop up on polls, when the antidote was people engaging in a kind of behavior that would make the system more stable, not less. And that's very important. Okay, so political consultant Hank Scheinkoff, let's talk about the governor's race, Lee Zeldin, Governor Kathy Hochul. Why did Zeldin come up short? We know he was facing an uphill battle, almost an impossible battle to begin with when you look at enrollment numbers. But what happened? In fact, it wasn't. You're exactly correct, Dominic. It's an impossible battle for Republicans. It's not been done since 1994. Why? The registration, the enrollment numbers are difficult to overcome. Zeldin had particular problems. His problems, Donald Trump, abortion, guns, and the insurrection. <laughs> Simple. He just had all those problems as one. He did things that were just not quite correct, like bring DeSantis to New York to campaign for him. Ridiculous. All that did was reinforce his radicalism to people. Kathy Hochul had a lot more money. She spent it wisely in the last couple of weeks. Before that, it was spent badly. It was a bad campaign that she ran. Blame the advisors. Don't blame the governor. She is one tough cookie, as they like to say. They used to say to me in the South Bronx. And she fought very hard. But Zeldin had an uphill battle. And the campaign he ran wasn't very good until the last couple of weeks when some money came in. We are chatting with political consultant Hank Scheinkoff, and I know you're going to say this is a hypothetical that we'll never know the answer to. But in the end of the campaign, the final days of the campaign, Hochul brought in every major Democrat nationally you could think of. If she did not have that advantage, what do you think would have happened? Well, Dominic, let's dig a little deeper into that for a moment. Not only did she bring in every possible Democrat, but she brought in Democrats who were highly popular with African-American voters. What the data showed, apparently, based upon what we know, what we can surmise, is that she, up to that point, hadn't created a lot of excitement among African-Americans, the most loyal portion of the Democratic Party voting electorate, and especially prominent and significant in New York City, 
if you don't win New York City, or you don't win the black vote, you're not going to win New York City probably, right? So she brought in Bill Clinton, and she brought in Barack Obama, and she brought in everybody else, and she made it personal for African-American voters. The result, Rodney's Bashat was able to deliver a large vote in Brooklyn, regardless of what some may say. The Queens numbers popped up. The Bronx numbers were not great, but they were better than they would have been. So it was a smart move on her part. I believe the governor took control of the campaign toward the end, knowing that she was flagging and got tired of it. Why? She's a fighter. She doesn't give up easy. Explain this one to me. Sean Patrick Maloney goes down in defeat. Democrat, what happened in that race? Likely not in touch with the district that he inherited. It's not the district that he originally had, number one. Number two, in suburban vote, and that's really still considered a suburban area in many ways, close enough to New York, and people who have houses there left New York, because New York City, because they didn't want to put up with what was here. When the crime thing broke, he paid the price. And so what happened to congressional Republicans, congressional members in New York who were defeated, it was in places where, frankly, the people didn't want crime and they didn't want New York City, and they were very worried about chaos and the cost of living. And so you put that all together, and you got to find a Democrat to blame. What better Democrat is there a guy that you don't exactly know who's also an officer of the National Democratic Party. Interesting. So Governor Hochul makes history as the first woman elected in New York as New York governor statewide. Control of the Senate is up in the air. Trump allies fall short and Democrats overperform. Is that correct, Hank Sheinkoff? They perform in an an historical fashion. They do much better than people think, which is not about partisanship, but about, as I said before, Dominic, but a desire by the American people for no more chaos, more stability. Donald Trump, big loser. Joe Biden, big winner. DeSantis of Florida, big winner. He turns Florida from a from a state that we could be you could say would go either way, really. To be, you know, it's kind of in play. It's a swing state. No longer the case. It is now red as red can be. And DeSantis is a big winner here. Well, you mentioned Governor DeSantis. What would a primary against former Trump, former President Donald Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis, what does that look like, Hank Sheinkoff? I think DeSantis wins it, and I'll tell you why. He'll do much better immediately in the South. Trump will have had his legal problems paraded for months in the press. He's got potential criminal issues. He has civil issues. DeSantis is a very good fundraiser, and Trump has just failed. I mean, the candidates overall that he endorsed, even those who won, walked away from him. Ryan in Ohio, who beat, excuse me, Vance, who beat Ryan in Ohio for the U.S. Senate seat there, didn't mention Donald Trump. He just kept going. Donald Trump is a liability for Republicans, and they know it now, and they see DeSantis as the way out. He's finally the excuse to walk away from the Trump years. Interesting. In Georgia, Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock, who wins the runoff? What does that runoff race look like? Well, you know, Herschel Walker would have been in better position if the votes for Kemp, the governor, had been stronger, but they weren't. It would have pushed him in. Now he's going to face a runoff. And that's not good news because the last time someone faced a runoff with uh, Reverend Warnock, Reverend Warnock is the one who went to the Senate, not the other fellow. So you got to give Warnock an edge here. The amount of money that we spent in that runoff is hard to imagine. It'll probably pay off the national debt of one of the countries in Central America. You know, significant. We are chatting with political consultant Hank Sheinkoff. I'm not getting it, Hank Sheinkoff. How does Zeldin go down, but Republicans in New York do well? It tells you that voters are pretty smart. They know how to do crossover voting first. Secondarily, someone had to pay the price. 
for the crime wave, for the sense of insecurity, and for the general sense that things are out of control. When that happens, well, the party in power tends to be punished. The party in power in New York State is the Democratic Party. People are upset about Albany. Why? Bail reform. They want to see the laws changed. They want to see cash bail restored. Yes, because they're afraid. Guess what they do in the suburbs? And the suburbs where they ran away because they didn't want to be in New York City, right? They don't want New York City and all that represents them in their communities. So what they do? They voted Republican. They voted Republican for state Senate, okay? Because in order to get bail changed, we've got to go through the Albany legislature. They voted for Republicans in the state Senate. They voted for Republicans in Congress. The way of saying, look, guys, take care of the economic problems. And they voted for Lee Zeldin in Nassau and Suffolk, but not in Westchester. If you notice, there's a clear pattern here. New York City, four Democratic assemblymen, I think, assembly members, were defeated. Why? There's a shift in the ethnic dynamics of these communities. More Russians, more white ethnics, people have no, more immigrants, people have no ties to Democrats and are looking for security and they see crime as a Democratic issue created by Democrats and continued by Democrats. Why bail reform? I close this way. Did anything stand out at you from the election now that we've had some time to think about it? Yeah, I love this country. I think it has done extraordinary things for good. It's done some bad things, but its general instinct is to do what is correct. What happened on this past week was very, very important because what it told us is that Americans sought stability, whether they were Republicans or Democrats. They didn't want chaos in the streets, and they wanted to protect this system, frankly, that's worked reasonably well and better than most in the world for a long time. Hank Scheinkoff, major political consultant, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dominic. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you. And that brings this episode to a close. I want to thank you folks for joining us. If you are interested in my book on my life, Growing Up in New York City and Overcoming Numerous Obstacles, where I'm still standing, the book is titled No Mama's Boy, and it will be personally signed for you by me. Or if you're interested in my bobblehead doll, you can go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com, or one word, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store. From Dominic Carter t-shirts, the hats, and much more, go to WABCRadioStore.com. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast. 77 WABC. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall. City Hall.